Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Digest and Invest podcast. We're halfway through December, the last month of the year. I'm joined by the main man, not in Sydney, by the way, but uh, Josh Gilbert. How are you? What have you been up to this week? You've been everywhere. I'm good, Sam. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, you're right. I have been gallivanting a little bit. Um, been to sunny Tel Aviv uh, for some work late last week and early this week. Um, but Sam, why don't you tell the listeners where I am right now? Yeah, well, like you said, you've been in sunny Tel Aviv and where you are right now absolutely isn't sunny, which kind of gives it away. You are yeah. in the UK and, and amazingly, I'm not sat next to you right now because, of course, there is a train strike, but we will be Correct. together tomorrow. But you are literally in my seat right now. Yes. If I was in the office recording the podcast, I would be there. So at least someone is there. Uh, yeah. I don't imagine the office is is too busy today, is it? Uh, no, no. These uh, these train stocks are causing a bit of havoc across across London. Uh, but I think it relates back, right? It comes back to the economy as well, right? This is probably the last thing that the UK economy really needs at this point. It's it's crippling. Um, it's going to hurt a lot of businesses at a time when they're already struggling with you know, energy prices, et cetera. I was, I was watching the BBC this morning and there's a, um, a lady on there who, who run a cafe and, and she just said that this is, this is sort of the last string really, you know, this is, this is really damaging for us, especially over the, the Christmas period. Um, but yeah, no, it's absolutely freezing here, but it's great to be here. And, uh, yeah, finally, um, finally, uh, we will, uh, we will, maybe we'll have to make a special tomorrow, Sam, together for once. We, let's yeah. see. Yeah, well, we, we need to review our, our World Cup picks ahead of the final. Uh, true, so maybe true, we will. Yeah. yeah, let's let's absolutely record something. A little 2023 predictions, maybe by asset class. We can go through that, um, and then we can release that next week, or maybe even before the final. We'll discuss tomorrow. But anyway, what are we discussing today? I mean, look, I think people that know this gets released on a Wednesday or Thursday, whenever they listen to it, they could easily choose themselves the first two topics, US inflation, which we had yesterday, and then talking about the Federal Reserve rate decision, which we have tonight. Uh, we're recording this Wednesday. So that, that that would easily be the number one and two. Uh, and considering you're in the UK right now, a lot of our listeners are from the UK. We're going to talk about the Bank of England as well, who have their rate decision tomorrow on Thursday. I mean, it's an absolute blockbuster of a week uh, so we can have a little review of everything in there as well uh, at the back end but uh, yeah how does that sound yeah uh, look a pretty huge week to to sort of round off the year um yeah let's hope for you know a bit of christmas joy for markets um i think we could already be happy with with one of those uh one of those subjects already which we'll touch on probably in a minute but yeah hopefully fingers crossed for for, for some more positivity from from the other two as well yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so first up, US inflation. The previous free releases, so not including yesterday, caused very significant moves in markets. And for a very long time, it's been the number one focus for 
all investors and all traders uh, a day after the event and we're actually just over 24 hours after it what does it look like what was the headline number and the core number how did markets react and and importantly what might the fed be thinking ahead of their meeting later on yeah look i think all in all we've got to take the positives when they come with with us inflation that's for sure um so yeah i think i think good news um and that is because inflation is slowing down um still too high yeah still too high but we are starting to see that it is easing um you know what the federal reserve is doing is working um so we had headline inflation that rose to 7.1% year over year but that was down from the 7.7% in October um and and that was the surprise right that was the surprise and the good news um that that was softer than expected but um the the best sort of the, the biggest news was that core inflation was was you know much softer than expected coming in under forecast 0.2% month over month and that was the smallest monthly increase in more than a year really good news in that sense um and then it was just six percent year over year from the 6.3 percent in october um and then market reaction i mean the the immediate market reaction i think was was as we would have expected stocks higher yields a lot lower um but then we had sort of that that sort of moderation uh as the session sort of died off yesterday the the nasdaq finished up just sort of one percent and the s p was up just over um 0.7 percent as well so i think it was one of those quick realizations from traders and investors that you know we've still got a big big data point this week from the fed um or, or sort of you know big economic um release coming through um you know especially obviously when that when they announced that rate hike i think that's pretty nailed on and we'll obviously touch on that at the moment but i think still investors were you know taking a bit of a breath moving with caution there is still a long way to go yes inflation has come down yes it is starting to ease but we're still well over that fed target of obviously two percent um if we look at sort of some of the biggest contributors uh shelter costs which uh, are the biggest sort of services component that makes up about a third of overall cpi that increased about 0.6 percent last month um but again positive there the smallest advance in four months um and I think, look, the positive, you know, takeaway here for, for investors is this: this is good news for markets. It sets up, you know, a better outlook as we head into 2023. But as I said, we we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, and I think that's why we saw that market um, reaction change yesterday. People were just sort of, as I say, taking that breath. We're still at 7.1 percent inflation, um, but I think we've got to take the positives at the same time. It's a balance. I think, you know, for now we can see that the inflation battle is starting to be won there is proof of that rate hikes are having their desired effects um but yeah you know november cpi was you know second month of good news for inflation so we're going to look to obviously that december report which will hopefully bring you know a, a third um you know slow down and another positive um um positive release i think bottom line here is is that this points towards you know pause probably earlier than maybe we were you know originally anticipating in 2023 uh, and then we can start looking towards, you know, um, cuts maybe by the end of 2023 as well. Again, you know, that's premature to start discussing that. Um, but I think it's 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 on the horizon. But the biggest question, I think, from now is just whether we can avoid a recession in the US. Um, looks like it's going to be a tough ask. It really does. But I think there is still a little bit of hope out there for it. We've obviously got a you know, strong labor market over in the US. Unemployment is obviously 
um, <clears throat> still really, really low, um, which, you know, is, is a big factor. So I think it's avoidable, um, but it, it, as every sort of day ticks on it, it just seems to be like it could be getting away from the Fed, particularly uh, as those funds rates just keep getting a little bit higher, you know, every sort of 90 days or whatever it is when they do meet. Yeah, interesting one, that 7.1%. Uh, and that out of the G20 puts them pretty much bang in the middle. At the top two, you've got Argentina with their last reading coming in at 88, uh, Turkey 84% inflation in their and China at the bottom with Switzerland, China 1.6, Switzerland 3%. Um, pretty big scale, <laughs> to be honest there, when you look at Argentina compared to China and the US coming in there at 7 0.1%. Okay, so moving on to the Fed, and you briefly touched upon that before, but what are we looking out for later on? You know, I'm hearing a lot of chat about dot plot projection, 5% terminal rates, dovish pivots, and all of that. So Josh, I'm going to need you to to clear it up for all of our listeners out there. Okay, yeah. Um, Well, let's start with the obvious. And I think it is the obvious, or or so we think for now, um, is that the the Fed are are finally going to sort of downshift to that 50 basis point. Um, and I think the latest data that we've had, that, such as that inflation data, sort of supports that that sort of theme. And um, I think just the last look I had before we came on of, of market expectations, it's sort of kind of nailed on at about 79%, you know, but, you know, market isn't 100% committing. We've still got that 20% chance of a 75 basis point move. Again, I think it's really unlikely at this point, but, um, you know, it's... Uh, still there um but it, it's it's the sort of last meeting of the year um and i think probably the biggest discussion that we have from this point given that we obviously have that 50 basis point move pretty much nailed on on the head is that you know what 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 what's the plan for 2023 when does the fed pause and when do we get that first cut um so obviously if we do get that 50 basis point move this brings the sort of that current rate to 4.25 to 4.5% um and you know, again, maybe, maybe the feds haven't seen enough to go, okay, we want to slow down. But I also think in the back of their minds, they've, you know, as we discussed them, they've got to think about that sort of recession element and, you know, moving to, to, um, to aggressively could, could obviously tip us over into a recession. Um, again, I think you mentioned it though, dot plot projections, et cetera. And I think that's going to be the, the biggest focus here is after the meeting. Um, we obviously get the summary of, uh, projections, which is obviously released each quarter. And that's where we get the sort of the Fed members, they present their sort of latest projections for the next two years. So again, that's going to be where the attention largely is directed to, which is the so-called dot plot. I think it's likely it's going to indicate sort of a 4.9% peak in, in 2023. Um, I think that probably corresponds to the, the Fed funds rate of about 5%, which is what we sort of, which is what you said there then, Sam. Um, but it's unlikely, but it's, yeah, look, I, I think, it's, it's unlikely that we go much more aggressively than that, I think. Um, but we could, there's estimates that we could see around about a 5.25% as well. That could be early in 2023. So I guess it's just that next step for, for Jerome Powell. And I think that's going to be, again, that focus. We've got the dot plot. Um, and then as well as the dot plot, we're also going to get obviously Jerome Powell and, and his comments. And I think he's going to really em- emphasize that the decision to slow down the pace of rate hikes if they obviously do downshift doesn't mean that they're sort of letting up on inflation. Um, you know, they're going to reiterate that sort of stance that they've had, that they're going to do whatever it takes to bring inflation down. 
Uh, as I say, as he said many, many times, and he's really come back to. And, and I think most leaders have, right? I think they don't want to get ahead of themselves. I mean, even the RBA in, in Australia, they've sort of taken a step down to 25 basis point, really the first sort of central or global central bank to to really take that pivot. But every time it's, you know, we're we're focused on doing what we must to bring inflation down and we're not getting ahead of ourselves. So I, I would say that I think Powell might lean towards the hawkish side slightly at the press conference. Again, we, we've had this, you know, a bit of that market rally that followed his, his speech back in the late, late November where, you know, he, he sort of pointed towards that pause and, you know, that we can see it coming and that slowdown is needed. Um, you know, they, they don't want to see their hard work um, undone, right? So he's going to sort of try and do whatever he can to to sort of not let markets get ahead of themselves here. So I think he'll he'll bring that hawkish rhetoric. But again, I think he's going to try and also in that let people know that um, the end is, is potentially in sight for inflation at the same time. So he's not going to celebrate a win just yet. Um, but I, uh, but I, uh, and I think he'll he'll stay hawkish. But I, I think he'll allow himself uh, um, maybe a little bit of a pat on the back. Yeah, I, I think knee-jerk reaction higher, press conference to send us lower, a couple of days chopping around before we rally into the end of the year. It's my gut feel at the moment, but I will be listening to the press conference. All about forward guidance and those dot plot projections. A couple of dates for uh, everyone's calendar. The next Fed meeting is on Wednesday the 1st of February. So we're going to have an, a, a whole calendar month. Remember, there's eight a year. The next inflation reading is the 12th of January. And then obviously halfway through Jan, we're going to have all the earnings that are going to start to come out. The never ending earnings um, is, as well. So some uh, dates for you there. If you're lucky enough to listen to this uh, before the Fed and you're in the UK, 7pm UK time is the rate decision followed by the press conference 30 minutes later. Now, we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that it was a blockbuster of a week, and that's because we also had the Bank of England meeting, the ECB meeting, global PMIs, UK jobs data, quadruple witching, US and Chinese retail sales, and also the S&B and the Norges Bank uh, policy announcements. Can market survive? People cross your fingers. It is a massive week. It really is. Yeah, I mean, talk about sort of easing off towards the end of the year. There's absolutely no chance of that. Um, yeah, look, I think it's it's going to be a huge week. Hopefully we can get some positivity going in 2023. We can, you know, take a um, you know, we can take that positivity, run into 2023 and uh we'll keep it going and and uh yeah to a strong 2023 but i think the focus here for the week out of all of those we spoke about the fed we spoke about inflation but what's going on here at home sam what's let's let's look at the bank of england what are investors thinking what are they keeping an eye on then um because yeah you know inflation is getting out of control here as well well i mean we we had the inflation reading this morning and it might have peaked it might appear it came down from the 11.1 percent uh which we we got the previous month uh the latest figure which came out 7 a.m this morning at 10.7 percent uh for those that have been trading for a while you'll you'll know that inflation in the uk used to be released at 9 30 uh, AM, but it was always leaked, just like US inflation was 100% leaked in the minutes before the announcement. If you're unsure, go check your one minute charts on the S&P 500 and look at that candle at 129. Someone definitely knew that we were coming in lower. Anyway, 7am is a little bit too early for me to want to be trading 
UK inflation. But it came in at 10.7, so that's a positive. And, and hopefully the, the next few numbers remain below that and that 11.1% number we got from November, which, of course, was the October release. Uh, according to the ONS, the largest downward contribution came from transport, particularly particularly motor fuels, with rising prices in restaurants, cafes and pubs making the largest, particularly offsetting up, upward contribution. Will this change what the Bank of England will do tomorrow? I doubt it. Uh, so what are we expecting? We're expecting a 50 basis point rate hike, much like the Fed, which is a step down from November. So November, 75 basis point. And, and this was really seen as a reaction to the lower num number that we got in September, which is the 50 basis point reaction. I think at the time, a lot of people were saying they should have done more. I mean, if anyone listened to the podcast back in September and October, we mentioned how the MPC, the Monetary Policy Committee, were not really aligned. You had some super dovish, some super hawkish, and they really needed to get things in order. Uh, a recent survey from Reuters analysts show 52 or 54 expecting a 50 basis point hike. And it's pretty much 100% priced in to the market, which shows potentially signs that the embassy are now more aligned. However, let's just have a quick look at what potentially some of those MPC members might do. You've got Dingra, who voted uh, for 50 basis point in November, and Tenreiro for 25 basis points. So those are those outliers. So there is a potential risk that this vote is not going to be unanimous. Plus, Credit Suisse think Haskell and Mann could vote for 75 basis points, which would throw a bit of a, a spanner in the work, hopefully for the least... Uh, scary market reaction. It's just going to be a unanimous vote uh, and we'll be able to sort of just crack on and move on. 9-0 would be great for 50 basis point and, and we can just continue there uh, as well. Uh, investors are going to be focusing on any comments and adjustments for the forward guidance and then any changes, much like the Fed as well, any changes to future rate hike projections. So beyond next week's meeting, analysts surveyed by Reuters expect the Bank of England will carry out a further 50 basis points uh, hike in quarter one, followed 25 basis points in quarter two, which is going to take that terminal rate to around sort of 4.25%. However, if we get a slightly more hawkish reaction, that could go to 4.5 and so on and so forth. So yeah, more hawkish may see cable strength uh, a little bit. That may be uh, also helped by some dollar weakness, which we've seen. I think the dollar and the pound, uh, sorry, the euro and the pound are the highest they've been since June, which is just goes to show how weak the US dollar has been over the last few weeks. Uh, however, uh, a dovish reaction could then sort of see pound weakness into the back end of the year. Uh, really, we, we get through this week uh, and the data is very limited. You've got to think last full week, next week before Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, very quiet. And, and next thing you know, it's uh, the beginning of the year again. Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, when we talk about the Fed and talk about the Bank of England and the other sort of names, a lot of it's just, you know, we expect it now, right? So we're talking there about the, you know, the Bank of England probably going to move by 50 basis points. The Fed probably going to hide by 50 basis points as well. I was just trying to think to 2022, if we've had any real surprises. Did the Bank of England, was it, did they hike by 75 and that was a shock or was it, I think, earlier in the year that they moved by? 75 is what we expecting. I think September, the market really wanted more than the 25 that they yeah. did. Yeah. I guess because of the uncertainty with the NPC, it probably wasn't too much of a shock. I mean, what I, what I find interesting or what I'm going to find interesting is 
what happens with the central banks in China and Japan next year. You're starting to see their inflation over the last two months tick up a tiny bit. I mean, I was just looking from October, inflation in China is 1.6, Japan uh, 3.7. And what we saw uh, this week, or the most recent months, China's gone from two to 2.8, but Japan has actually gone lower. It's at three. But what is going to happen next year? Are we going to start to see their inflation pick up? Are you seeing in other parts of the world inflation go down and then the impact that that can have? So for me, that's one to keep an eye on. That, and that's why I actually think you can have a couple of FX investors looking at the yen, you know, as people, as the Fed gets to a point where they lower interest rates, we start pricing that in. Do Japan go the other way? Do China go the other way? So one to, one to keep an eye on. But yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting a shock tonight, not expecting a shock tomorrow. Uh, and then really it's the just wrapping up for the, the back end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. I think also, you know, with the with the China situation as well, I was talking to Ben about it yesterday. Ben Lader, as we all know, a very famous guest on this podcast. But we um, we sort of discussed in China and having that conversation around zero COVID and you know the the let up. And I saw some numbers this morning where they think that again you can never really sort of trust a lot of data that sometimes comes out of China. But ninety three percent vaccinated, which for a while a lot of people thought that was a lot lower. So I think that points towards. The potential of, of opening up right and and allowing the country to, to sort of get back to a little bit of normality again um whether that completely happens in the new year i'm not sure um because again if they've not they've although again it was sort of really the first nation that, that had the, these sort of lockdowns and we, we went from there they really didn't have a lot of issues or or deaths unfortunately um like the rest of the world did um so they haven't really experienced that so that's going to be really interesting to watch in 2023 because you know i think a lot of the you know jp morgan's um you know goldman's of the world are, are starting to look at china next year and are starting to be a little bit more positive on it and starting to say okay we can start adding this back to our portfolio but the, the uncertainty is is what's really going to be difficult there and as we say what's going to happen that inflation keeps rising Obviously, China cut rates this year. Will they then go back to raising rates again? So a lot of uncertainty there. So I think there's going to be two really, really good markets to keep an eye on for next year. I think it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll have you covered, everyone listening that's made it to the back end of the podcast. We'll have you covered. This is the penult- penultimate, is that the right word? Yeah, penultimate. But does penultimate mean one before the last? I think it yeah, does. Yeah, it does, mate. Yeah. Back um, yourself, mate. It does. It does. Penultimate one before Christmas. Um, but so uh, yeah, hopefully Josh and I can get something going uh, tomorrow, a little special. Uh, but yeah, everything you need, you can find on the Toro Academy. We've got big plans next year in 2023. So make sure you're all tuned for that. Uh, Josh, I'm going to see you tomorrow, which I yeah. haven't been able to ever say. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. We'll be sure to have uh, a drink or two. Uh, and yeah, I'll see you then. And everyone else, we'll speak to you next week. Thanks, everyone. See you soon. Take care. You've been listening to Digest and Invest from eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.